Joshua was a worshiper. And even though God told him to do something very dumb, and some of you men, if you've been in Joshua's place, and God had told you, go out and walk around Jericho seven times with no horns, you'd have said, look, God, we've got guns and we've got things here we can fight. Let's forget this dumb business. Now, they didn't have guns back then, and some of you might have caught that. I know that. But we have guns today. Some of you would have said, that's stupid. I mean, let's do something heroic. Let's storm the walls. God said, no. Joshua, this is how you win. Because I'm going to fight for you. I don't share my glory. I want you to be a witness to me, not to yourself. Moses got in trouble over that and didn't get to see the promised land. It was a foolish thing militarily. What about you and I? God asked very simple things of us men. Go with your wife to church. Go with your wife to those special functions of church. Be with your family in God's house, in training, in learning, in worship. Be an example to your children in the very simple things. God speaks to us fathers and us men about those things. This man was faithful, and he was a man of great faith. When the tragedies and the, and the bombs drop on your life, when you've lost your job, when you're sick, when there's a crisis, does your faith remain strong? Or do you escape into some corner, some bottle, some pill? Joshua saturated his mind with the word of God. And that's the third thing that I see about this. He was humble, he was faithful, and he saturated his mind with the word of God. God had instructed Joshua in the very early stages to put the word of God in his heart and mind. I want to ask you something, fathers. Do your children know that you study the word of God? Do they ever see you crack a book at home? Do they see you bring the Bible to church? open it up and read it as the preacher is preaching. Do they see that Bible open on your lap? Can they take your Bible and open it up and where you've made notations or little papers or something in there to indicate to them that that book is more than just something that you carry around for some type of appearance sake. Old, old song that you folks ought to be very familiar with coming from East Tennessee. As a little kid, I used to hear this old song on the radio all the time. Get the dust off the Bible and redeem your poor soul. How many ever heard that? One, I see you didn't, you were afraid to speak up, weren't you? Yes, Joshua's family saw him in the Word. And you know, not only Joshua's family, but the people saw him in the Word. They heard him meditating in the word. They heard him praying. And whenever Joshua would stand before his people and say, I believe God would have us do this, those people had confidence in him. Your kids, your wife, your family, your friends, they'll have confidence in you when they know that you're speaking from the word of God. I know it's rough on you, fathers. Someone said, and I don't know how true this is, said the official Father's Day flower is the dandelion. <laughs> if that's the case, some of us got a blessing, don't we? Because the more it is trampled upon, the better it grows. Well, I don't know about that. But we fathers sometimes have it rough. All fathers say amen. You may not get another chance. 
Joshua did something to his people that is kind of remarkable. You see, Joshua was not one of these guys that was sort of wishy-washy in and out and here, there, and there, here, and maybe so. And he was the kind of guy, when he set his face to do something, friend, you could put it in the bank. I was told when I first arrived in East Tennessee that you folks were like that. That you didn't have to have pledge cards and forms to sign. And you gave your word. It was as good as gold. Joshua looked at those people and he said, you can't serve the Lord. Look at it down there in verse 19. He said, you can't serve the Lord. Now there's a little trick to that, isn't there? That's like challenging somebody. Joshua is, as it were, saying to them, you can't do that. And the people come back and say, oh yeah? Let me read what Joshua said in verse 19. You cannot serve the Lord, for He is a holy God, and He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions nor your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve strange gods, then He will turn and do you hurt, and consume you after that He hath done you good. And the people said unto Joshua, Nay, but we will serve the Lord. And now he's got it. For out of their own mouth have come those words. They have made a commitment. We will serve the Lord. And Joshua said, you are witnesses against yourself. And then he set up a memorial. You see? And he wrote on that memorial the commandments of the Lord. And he said, this is a witness of what you have committed yourself to this day. Don't you realize that that's why we ask for a public commitment of your faith? Don't you realize that that is why we have altar services? Don't you realize that that is why we invite you to publicly stand up and say with your mouth, I will serve the Lord? Because a commitment that cannot be spoken publicly and stood for publicly is no commitment at all. There are no secret service Christians. You and I have went to school with, worked with, lived near some of those who are that type. And they didn't fool us. 